Rick. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do that. Okay, fair enough. Hello, Rick. Hello, Alana. (laughs) What are you wearing? Clothes. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) What are you wearing? My birthday suit. No, No, you're not. No, I have on... A shirt? A shirt. My typical gray attire. (laughs) I have about five or six Popeye the Sailor Man shirts where he's acting like a DJ. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And some black pants. I've got uh, a pair of jeans. I don't know if it's uh, what color they are. I think they might be denim, blue denim. I'm not sure. And I have a, a... a t-shirt on that I usually wear in the summer. Did I ever tell you, babes, about when I was a summer counselor in 2009, uh-huh. I was teaching travel classes to blind kids. Yeah. I may have, I don't think I've said it here, though. I don't think so. And we were going to go to the NFB Nationals, which uh-huh. was in Detroit. Uh-huh. Everybody... Meaning the staff was trying to tell the kids, hey, you got to wear nice clothes. Yeah. You can't wear jeans. You we had wear, like, dressed up. Yeah. We had like a 45-minute discussion explaining to these kids that they can't wear jeans. They're like, but what if they're nice jeans? What if they're skorts? What if they're this? What if they're that? And it went on forever. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, I think if they if they said things like you have to wear a pair of dress pants like slacks. Mm-hmm. We um, tried that. What? They didn't get it? No. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Even a totally blind person could get that. You would hope so. Yeah, at least I get it. <laughs> so I got like a bunch of slacks in my closet. I've worked with kids a few times. Yes. And for some reason, people say I'm really good at it, but I don't feel that way at all. Yeah, I can imagine you getting frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't take it out on the kids, but at the same time, I'm definitely like, you know, biting my tongue a lot. Well, I've seen it. I've seen it. I mean, you may not have been frustrated in front of them, but you're just like. Oh, when I was hanging out with my nephew. Yeah. I mean, he may have grown a little bit, but he was, he was, um, he was very, uh, energetic. I mean... Yeah, he didn't do anything that really frustrated me, though. He just had a lot of energy. He did, yeah. Yeah. No, but, but it wasn't fr- like... Yeah, but you were frustrated. I I, I know you were Oh, was I? Yes, you were. Oh, I don't even remember what he did that frustrated me. Well, I mean, you just... You, you, you expressed to me that you were frustrated at one time because he wanted to do this, and he's watching all these things, and I'm like, I don't want to do this, and... And you, I think, I think there was one time you told me that you wanted to throttle the kid. <laughs> you no. wanted to throttle him. No, that's what you said. First of all, I was probably joking. No, you were, you weren't really going to do it, but you, but you almost. Oh no, wanted... I, I didn't almost throttle my nephew. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. I okay. said you almost wanted to do that. Okay. I didn't say that you did it because we wouldn't be together if you did. Okay. Uh, and I might have been joking with you too. I no, you were this. you were you were very frustrated at times. Um yeah. there so are part of the reason we do this is be is the sake of my nephew when he gets older so he'll he got something yeah, to well, know me by. Yeah, so. but what if what if he's not an audio person? He's like, I don't want to listen to that junk. We'll deal with that at the time. But Yeah, but you can't force it on the No, 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 but what I'm trying to say is you can't force it on the boy, but... I don't remember saying anything like I'm going to throttle my nephew. Maybe I was joking. No, you said you wanted to. Okay. You didn't say you were going to. You said you wanted to. That's okay. different than, you know, you didn't do it. You weren't going to do it. I'm glad you didn't do it. 
because um, that would have made me very upset with you. Yes. Yeah. I would never do that to my nephew. Other kids, of course, but my nephew. <laughs> no, no, don't do it to other kids because you have you'll have parents mad at you. Oh, oh, I've never done that to a child. No, no, you shouldn't. No. Um, have the uh, parents deal with the discipline because I think they would be better. I say uh, send them to bed without sleep. I say uh, uh, what? Send them to bed without sleep. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know what? I hate dyslexia. Send them to bed without food. Have uh, hunger days in the household where you don't feed your kids. And what? Bubs, come on. By the way, these are my suggestions of what somebody should do as a parent. I don't have kids. <laughs> and I don't plan on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess people think I, I'm good with kids for whatever reason. I don't see you, that. You did seem... Okay, so when you weren't frustrated privately you make it sound like i just like hate my nephew no no no. i never said that i love my nephew no i know you love your nephew i've seen it yeah i uh, i think when you have been around him you've been very good actually thank you 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 never talked down to him you kind of uh wanted to uh see what was, he was watching uh you wanted to watch him dance when he put on techno music well take i didn't want to watch him dance but he put on or, i'm sorry you, you watched him dance when he and then he liked listening to the music that we we listened to too he put on tame and paula who i've actually seen live but mm -hmm. i didn't didn't recognize the song and he asked miss a to play tim and paula is what it sounded like oh to me. tim and paula it was really tame and paula but the way he pronounced it because he was like five at the time yeah i thought it was tim and paula oh yeah okay I didn't even know who they are. I've seen them. They're pretty good. Okay. Yes. Tame and Paula. Yeah. Is it like a rock group? No, they're like a techno. You heard him. You were there that day. I don't remember. No, I don't remember that group, but I remember he did put on some techno. That I song, Let It Happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. That's them. Oh, okay. Okay. I I wasn't familiar with that, but okay. Um, I mean, I th I think you um you did you've been you've been very polite and when he wasn't doing something you were like you would say politely do you think your mom would want you to do that mm -hmm. and he's like no I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> he actually was was for the most part very compliant he's a good kid he's a good kid yeah he is he he has a lot of energy but you know five year olds uh do have a lot of energy and he's no longer five and he's no longer five anymore yes. yeah but. Uh, he was good. He was a good kid. Who's better with kids, you or me? Like, if you were to compare you around your nieces and nephew versus me around my nephew, who do you think would be? I don't know. Well, okay, so this is hard. Okay, my nieces and nephew are older. Right, but they were his But when I now. was, when they were younger, it, it was very frustrating at times. And all I would have to say is, do you want me to tell your mom and dad to take me home? And they would immediately be like, no, no. Okay, do you do you want do you want me to tell your mom and dad to discipline you? No, you know. And <laughs> it, it, it it was it would it wouldn't take that long. Or sometimes I would tell um my sister to handle it because I didn't know how to discipline them and I wasn't allowed to, oh. which was okay with me because I, you know. But but my niece, my oldest niece especially, had a lot of energy, and there were times where she didn't listen. And all I would have to say is, do you want me to get your mom? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> but they're older now, and they're a lot, you know, they're a lot more calmer, obviously. And, you know, my uh, oldest niece is getting ready to go into college. And 
they are really good kids. They're very sweet. Um, they're, you know, my, my sister and brother-in-law taught them very well and very respectful. And I, I hope that your, uh, nephew grows up to be just like that. I hope he does too. I think he will. Yeah. He's a very helpful little boy. Yeah. Very helpful little boy. And I think it's even funnier that when we played, we played hide and seek because he knows that you can't see him very well and I can't see at all. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't make noises, which is not a part of the game, but I think it's really funny. <laughs> I think it's really cute, actually. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And then you would play the granny game. Let's, what is it, where, you, where you're supposed to kill Granny or something? Yeah, and, and then um, I would hide in the, I think I was hiding in the closet or I was somewhere and you're like, Granny's gotcha. Oh, I thought you meant the video game. The video game, yeah. He yeah. played that game, but then he would um he would pretend like you were hiding, we were hiding from Granny. Yeah, maybe it's Get Granny instead of Get killing. Granny. I think it's called Get Granny nice. or, or something, but but he's like, Granny's really ugly. <laughs> it's a scary Granny. Nice. And then the one time when he got sick and he had that whole th that thing on, and I'm like, this is a weird game. Oh, my goodness. I think it was Roadblocks. He likes Roadblocks. He's very into Roadblocks. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, no, he's a he was he's a good little boy. Yeah. And I'm good with kids, uh, which is why I don't have any. Oh, what? Oh. It just seems so weird to me, babes, that people choose to have kids. Have I given you my rant on jobs related to kids? No, I don't think I want to hear this. Okay, so check this out. <laughs> no, 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 no. For real, check this out for a second. If I came to you and said, there's a job you can do where you have to clean up after somebody, you know, you have to teach them how to speak, you have to deal with their little... in. Uh, eccentricities mm -hmm. and as they grow up they gets even worse and you have to live with them and they call you the most when they get older they call you the most vicious vile names ever and you still have to feed and house them and by the way your salary for this is you get to pay for this privilege you would think i'm out of my mind <laughs> but people do that all the time with kids well i think that uh people have kids because and we've we've gone on this rant so many times oh i thought you said this you haven't heard this before well i i think you had you've said it before gotcha but i don't think you said it here um i i think that uh the reason why people have kids is because they want to leave a legacy and they want to uh teach them to be um they want to teach them to to be well functioning adults, and if they didn't have any children, they wouldn't be our next leaders, and they wouldn't also they wouldn't be uh, uh, taking over jobs that older people can't do right now anymore. The ones that have uh, the ones that are well into their eighties and nineties. I don't know. I just what 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 yeah. you don't have any kids either, babes. Yeah, but Buzz, I'm not in the. I'm not in the. I'm. I am not in the position to take care of a child right now. Oh. I don't, anyway, I don't need to go into that. Okay. But I don't I don't hate kids either. There are poor people who have kids all the time. I understand. But that. let's say you buy a lottery ticket tomorrow and you win a hundred million dollars after taxes and fees. Yeah. Would you then say I wanna become a mom or what? I don't know. I I just I don't know. I I would like to have a husband before thinking about that. I don't want to raise a child on my own. Let's say... Bubs. What? Are we going to do this all day? Uh, no, I, I don't know. I just I just don't get why people have kids. But that's just me. You know, what do I know? I'm somewhat happy in life. So 
Uh, but that's just me, the age. Well, but I do know people who really like being parents. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I don't think they're faking it. I think the ones that are actually good parents really um uh really like being parents. And the ones that are not good parents, uh they shouldn't have had children. Some people are faking it. But it feels How like How would you know they're faking no, it? No, I'm not talking about people I know. I'm, I'm talking about people who have kids and say, Oh, it's the greatest thing I've ever done or it's the hardest job you'll ever love. What? What are you tickling me for, babes? Because I can. I, I can. Hey, 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 I'm just tickling you. Hey, hey, okay, okay. Give me a kiss. No, no. Give me a kiss so there's no truth. Okay. Okay. Bubs, stop it. Oh, give me a kiss. I like your hair today, babes. You like my hair today? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It just looks nice right now. Really? I mean, it looks nice most of the time, but you know. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because it's uh, because I it was it was in my face when I um when I got dressed, and mm -hmm. so I just kind of um, I put it behind my ears because it's a it I just got my hair cut again, and I like it because it makes my head it, it makes my head feel a lot lighter. And, I'm glad uh, to hear that, babes. And it is just shoulder length, which is just perfect for me because I I um I don't like it super super short. Nice. Um, but I think what, I think, um, if you really want to understand why people have kids, maybe you should spend some time with, uh, two parents that are still married for so many years and they've had their children and they, their children are grown up and raising families, or you could spend time with, uh, uh, parents who still have their kids at home. Or I could just accept the fact that I don't get it. And uh, be comfortable with the fact that I think most people well, are faking or, when they say they really Or like you could go to therapy and talk to your therapist about uh, family problems. And that's why you don't uh, understand the concept of uh, raising children. I understand the concept of people raising children. I just don't I understand mean, the, why people would want to I mean, the do it. I'm not the concept, but, why, uh, you know, try to figure out why you don't understand why people would have kids. But it may just be something that it's just not for me. It may right? not be for you, yeah. Because I see, why would you want to do that extra work? It just seems so much. But we don't have to stay on this holiday, babes. No. Yes, because you don't want kids. Well, I I don't know that I would be able to have kids in the next few years anyway. And I've waited so long. You know, I'm already in my... I'm, I'm already... Uh, you know, around that time that in a few short years, I'm not going to be able to have any kids. We could elope tomorrow and then you could have a, a child with a good boy. Oh goodness. We could conceive that night. No protection, no pulling out. We just conceive Okay, that okay, night. okay. Bubs, what? really? I'm just saying, babes. Really? Uh, I, you're being diplomatic. You don't, I get the sense that you really don't want kids though, based on our private conversations. I just, I mean, I, I love kids, but raising kids right now, it, I mean, I just don't know if I could handle it. But then other women have said that too, and they realize that they actually wanted kids after they had their kids. Plus, it's hard to be a blind parent in the state of Oregon. Oh, I would imagine that. Because I mean, it's seen as a developmental disability here, blindness. And a lot of... Uh, is it really? Yeah. Uh, there's been cases in recent years of parents in our state having their kids taken away by the government because they are blind. Really? Yeah. 
maybe within the last 10 years in in in, in the state in of this Oregon whole state in, well, I mean, I don't know if they go around to each house and asking parents, you know, if they're blind, but I do know that kids have been taken away. And what I've heard now, obviously, I'm going to hear the propaganda is it had more to do with the parents' blindness than anything else. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, raising raising kids today is not like raising kids when we were growing up. It's a lot more, though this world is a lot crazier um, there's a lot more things to protect kids from. I, I just don't know if I, I don't know if I could handle that really. Oh. But, uh, and I just, I waited so long. I'm not married yet. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to do this on my own. Well, we could, again, we could. <laughs> yeah, this is why I think you're being diplomatic right now. But I still love you. I love my diplomatic jewel. Yes. But we don't have to talk about uh, having kids all day, babes, or not having them. And why I we both think it's a great idea not to have kids, but I'm the only no, one. No, I never really... said that. Oh. I never said that. You're no, putting... but that, this is why I was about to say, but I'm the only one who's like really admitting it. No, You're kind of like dancing around no, it. No, bubs. I never said that it was a great idea not to have kids. I'm saying that people can people should make their own choices whether they want to um, have kids or not have kids, okay. or decide not to have kids. What ifs? I, ne I, ne I never okay. said that you. You need a kiss. Boys in my okay. Mouth, what ifs? Give me another kiss. Come on, you need one because you're at work up now. No, I'm not. Yep. How? Because you you are the, all this kid talk and you're suppressing your real views. Is so. Bubs. Okay, now give me a kiss. Bubs, do you want to get tickled again, again, again? No, no. Okay, so give me a kiss instead. Let's let's come on. Let's again, again, again. Come on, give me a kiss. Mm. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry. Ah! I love you with Jable. I am not food. Okay, good. <laughs> when you're doing that, it almost sounds like like you're eating a steak or something. Nice. <laughs> <Like>, mm. <laughs> so, babes, let's change the topic. Um, I am of two minds of something. Okay. Okay. How do I want to set this up? Okay, I know how. Okay. Before I say the two mind thing, let's backtrack. Uh huh. We take separate showers. Not something I'm proud of, but that's the way of the world. And AJ Jacobs doesn't share a bed with his own wife. I don't get that. I don't get that. That's weird. That is weird. Uh huh. Okay, but we take separate showers. Uh huh. And you were in the shower this morning. Mm -hmm. I was on your couch, and I saw that there was a new video from Secular Talk. Mm hmm. And Kyle was examining this video of Jimmy Kimmel interviewing Joe Biden. Oh, wow. So Ugh. I'm not a Jimmy Kimmel fan. I don't hate him. Let's let's put it in proper I, perspective. I used to watch him and then it just got, you know, too political. And I'm like, I, I, do, I mean, I didn't I haven't watched him for a really long time, but it actually used to be funny. And now I don't think it's so funny anymore. In general, I don't like late night TV. I think it's a little bit too cookie cutter for my taste. Yeah. And a little bit too safe. And I've maybe seen 10 segments of his show in total off of YouTube. Wow. Um, and maybe you could say more because I've seen clips of people, you know, commenting on his show. Uh -huh. But I haven't seen a lot of his show. I obviously know who he is. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I, I don't hate the man. It's just not my jam, the mm -hmm. whole late night TV thing. But 
Kyle was playing this video of Joe Biden being interviewed by Jimmy Kimmel. And the video came out today, which yeah. makes me think that it probably, the original segment on Jimmy Kimmel's show was likely on Thursday or Friday. Uh, yeah, it was sometime this week, yeah. Yeah. And he starts calling Joe Biden out, like, why haven't we done anything on gun control? Why haven't we done anything on the economy? Why haven't you you, you been able to make any progress on this, this, and this, or th that, and that, and that? Right, right. right. So, he, so you really asked the tough questions. Well, so here's the thing that I'm of two minds of. Yeah. On one hand, yes, it's great that he's starting to ask questions that are significant of Joe Biden, especially... I think Jimmy Kimmel is a Democrat, and I don't know, but if I had to guess, he's probably, because he's in that whole Hollywood world, an establishment Democrat, meaning not a Bernie Sanders person, but more of like a Hillary and Joe Biden fan. Now, again, I don't know that for sure. That's my assumption based uh -huh. on very little information. Uh -huh. So the fact that he's starting to ask hard questions of somebody who I assume he supports is a good thing. Here's my where we get into a little bit of opposition, though. Okay. And that is, they're good, challenging questions for late-night TV. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same as, let's say, if Amy Goodman was interviewing Joe Biden and really got into the details. So, yes, it's challenging, but I, I just hope that he doesn't get too much credit for asking... Joe Biden some serious questions because he needs to have his feet held to the fire. And yeah. while it's great that it was done a little bit and I'm happy for that, it wasn't to the extent that somebody like me would like. Yeah. Well, like I could care less for both Jimmy Kimmel and Joe Biden, but oh. um, uh, somebody needs to ask him questions. I will give him at least credit for that. Yeah. And it's, listen, I would love it if Joe Biden got grilled by Amy Goodman, but he's never going to do democracy now. So this might be the best that we get as far as serious questions of his policies. You know what I mean? Yeah, possibly. I mean, did 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 he did you hear any of his responses because every time he has a press conference and somebody asks him a question and it's a serious one, mm -hmm. then his staff is like, "Come on, Perez, let's get out of here. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go." And they just shoo him out of there. I listened to a fair amount of it. And a lot of it was Kyle from Secular Talk interrupting and commenting on it, which yeah. I like because he studies politics. So he gives a good perspective. And I'm also biased because I agree with like 90% of what Kyle says mm -hmm. as far as politics mm -hmm. goes, right? Because he's obviously like a Bernie Sanders lefty. And uh, so am I, right? <laughs> okay. But... Joe Biden kind of gave these empty answers on most things. That that doesn't surprise me at all. You know, like he so so Biden does this thing that mm -hmm. I don't like. Yeah. Where he'll say that the Republican Party is completely corrupt and it's been taken over by Magna, MAGA. Now, I we disagree on this. I think that that's true. Here's where the problem for me comes in. He'll also, on the same hand, say Mitch McConnell is one of the most honest people I know. And, and I, I would and I him. would disagree with him wholeheartedly on that one as much as you would disagree with him like on that because he's not an honest person. Yeah, but then it becomes a question, well, which one is true? Because if you're saying they're MAGA and you can't work with them, but you're also saying their de facto leader in the Senate is like one of the most honest people he knows, 
those seem very contradictory statements. He he does make a lot of contradictory statements, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is interesting too is, and it, and it's not just him, but you know how some people like to skirt around the answer to the question and then yes. never get to the answer, and it and it really bugs me to no end. Joe Biden has done that so many times. He'll either beat around the bush and not answer the question or he'll go on a weird detour and never answer it. Mm-hmm. Th- doesn't that make you, uh, doesn't that really annoy you? It annoys me. And he was doing that a little bit on the segment I saw. And, and, and it's not just him. It's people that just won't. And and some, and, and there are people that have um, interviewed um, establishment people and they, they would say, I asked you a question. I want you to give me an answer. Is it yes or no? Or, elaborate on your answer but answer the question i asked you and uh i i wish more people would do that or or at least uh the person who is being interviewed that it makes a habit of beating around the bush would actually answer the actual question and be be straight to the point right it, it really annoys me it doesn't even matter who it is <laughs> it really does annoy me yeah uh, there was something funny that happened to you. Now, I have dyslexia, and mm-hmm. I get my words turned around a lot, but I'm also not president. Yeah. And I'm not be- planning on becoming one. Right. At least not in this incarnation. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they come out, and he's there with his wife. Oh. He says to Jimmy Kimmel, I'm Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> what? Yes. He he's Jill Biden's husband? He said, I'm Joe Biden's husband. I'm Joe Biden's husband? Yes. Not Jill. Right. <laughs> and then Kyle interrupts the video and is I'm like, Joe Biden's Kyle stops the video and he's like, oh yeah, you're Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> you have some issues with mental uh, health oh, or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. And how he mixed that one time when he, he really did mix his wife with his sister. I didn't see that, but it doesn't surprise It was me. hilarious. Yeah. I'm Joe Biden's husband. What would happen, though, I wonder, okay, so it seems to me, and I don't know, I can't see what what's going on with, with Joe Biden, but every time I hear about him going somewhere and speaking, his wife is always right there, mm-hmm. right? Watching I his every so. mood. I don't watch a lot of clips with him, but I'll go with you on that. But I wonder what would happen if he wasn't without his wife and he was just with whoever staffers he he um, had. I wonder, I wonder if his staffers would say, hey, uh... Hey Joe, um, you're supposed to look this way. Or hey Joe, um, he's asking you a question. You know, and it, it's so it's just so pathetic to yeah, see that it, it really is. is. And you think about that 20, 30 plus years. Even Joe Biden was a totally different person. No, he well, was different, but he always made these flops. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I don't think you're getting what I'm saying. He was a lot more uh, understandable. He was more understandable. He was he was more understandable. He was more articulate. But now it's just like it all just is going downhill pretty quickly. And this is another area where establishment Democrats could do something really powerful. Um, I really hope that Joe Biden doesn't run for re-election in 2024. I hope not. I think that would be a very, very bad move. It would be very bad. It, well, so as I'm going through this in my head, maybe it's not a good idea, but I was going to say, maybe you have a discussion about mental health, but that's probably not a good idea when you have somebody with mental health issues in the White House, because uh-huh. then we would look bad to other countries. 
your mental, you have a discussion in the White House about You have health? a discussion on TV, in on political TV? circles about mental health. But as I'm saying it, I'm realizing, well, that would make us look weak to other countries. On the other hand, right now we're just not saying the obvious. I mean, by me, I mean we as a country, is that our president has some mental health issues. Well, a lot of us are saying that. No, but, but I mean as a country. Oh. You know. Well, well, first off, number one, we're already looking weak to other countries because of the failed policies that he had um, domestically. Right. And I don't think that talking about mental health would make us look weaker. I think it's something that we should talk about. We should talk about it. It's it's a complicated thing. I mean, if you're going to talk about the mental health of people that shouldn't be having guns, why not talk about the mental health of somebody who is supposed to be the leader of the free world or 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 whatever? I you agree with I mean? you, but then it becomes a complicated thing because then, well, there's a good argument to be made at that point that Joe Biden should be removed from office, and I'm I, I'm with you on that. However, if we remove him from office, guess who becomes president? Kamala Harris. I don't know that she will be anymore just because of what's been happening. What's been happening? Well, I mean, yeah, I know she's this close to being, you know, taking over if Joe Biden can't. But I I don't think even her own party doesn't even like her. No, they don't. Not anymore. No, no. I mean, I mean, I. She screwed I, this thing up so bad. I think that more and more and more, where uh, we are looking behind the scenes of her as um, a complete joke now, and I, I really don't think that she could. Is is. I think she's going further and further and further away from being president at all. I hear what you say as far as if she runs in 2024. But if Joe Biden were to leave office, let's say within the next year, and I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but if he was, then she would become the president because she's the vice president. And that's the way law works in our country. It does, but... I, I, I don't know. I mean, because of what's been going on with the both of them, I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you the way things work. I know, Buzz. I'm saying I know. I understand that. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. I'm just saying that I. It's. I don't know if that's really going to happen. So you think he's going to stay in until the end of? His no, time. no, no, no. I'm not. I know. I don't think he's going to last really. Oh. But I also think that she isn't going to last either. That would be interesting if they both got ousted, but then we'd have the secretary. Who's the secretary of state right now? The secretary. Um, I, Damn have it, to I should know this. I, I I have to. I think I should know this too because. Um, oh, I think it's Anthony Blinken. Okay, I don't know this dude, but he would um, take over. Is it Anthony Blinken? Uh, I I keep getting him mixed up with no Alejandro Mayorkas is uh the Homeland Security person. Okay. Uh, or the yeah Homeland I, Security. And I think it's Anthony Blinken, but even Blinken isn't doing well either. I believe, having studied history and a little bit of politics, and I could be wrong, that if for whatever reason the president and vice president were to be removed from office, it would be the secretary of state who would become president. Um, and some people speculate that uh, old Nancy Pelosi might be if things don't... Uh, that ain't happen. I hope not, because... Uh, I mean, she she should have been out years ago, years ago. I agree. You know, you know, what I think is really bad if both sides of the coin, um, uh, the Republican side and even her own party don't like her. 
and that's pretty bad. Uh, so they don't like her, they don't like Joe Biden, and they don't like uh, Chuck Schumer and Kamala Harris. Right. Four of the uh, uh, four of the people that are um the most um maligned that are in the Democratic Party. Well, both parties are super corrupt, but the Democrats are the ones in power right now. And they are not doing a good job. No, they're not. And if Trump gets back into power, I'll be, you know, talking crap about him. Bubs. What's up? I don't want to go down this hole, Bubs. Oh, we got it. Where we're getting far in the weeds, Bubs. We don't want to upset Donald Trump there. Ow. Oh, sorry, Bubs. Bubs. What? You were trying to tickle me. No, I wasn't trying to tickle you. Oh, good, good. I could. No, that's again. Okay. No, that's okay. again and again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we're getting a little bit in the weeds, bubs, and I really don't want to talk about this for the next two hours, or one that's hour. fine. Yeah. Yes. Yes, dear. Whoa. You you were going sniffy. You smell good. Thank you, babes. Okay. We did a fair amount of reading yesterday. I loved it. And I'm wondering, what have you read in? The book one day. Uh, quite a bit. Um, so I finished that story about Ed and, and Linda Krug. And it was very sad to me. Um, because when... So Ed Krug was this lawyer. And he felt like he was a, a man trapped... Or a woman trapped in a man's body. Mm-hmm. Um he uh, ended his marriage with Linda, which uh, was seemingly a very good marriage. And they talked about the gift that, that he received on his 30th birthday in uh, December 28th, 1986, which was a huge disc man <laughs> back in the 80s before, you know, 10 plus years later, they got smaller. Um, and how he had this, his, this secret from his um his wife that he wanted to be in uh dress in women's clothing and then realized that he wanted to be a woman himself and it, like how it tore his family apart and it um at one time tore his relationship with his daughter apart it was a it was a sad story um and then i i read the one about michael green that was born Uh, He was, I'm sorry, he was, he was found in a house fire, uh, borned like three fourths of his body. Burned. Burned. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did I say born? You did. I'm sorry. You did. Burned three fourths percent of his body. His sister died after they were both found under a mattress. So that was really sad. And he has uh, no hands. So he has to use his arms and his wrists um, however he can use them. And um, his a part of his face is melted. He's got to look very, very scary, up, you know, when you look at him up close. And I heard that his Facebook p- pictures don't leave anything to the imagination. You can see it right there. Oh. Um, but uh, that was a really interesting story, too. And he, um, I think he... Didn't get a chance to to um to meet the guy who rescued him from the house from the house fire. He also said that his father was really 
uh, a tough love kind of a guy and didn't want to help him out at all. He just said that you're on your own and no one's going to help you, which uh, I don't think I'd do that to my kid. <laughs> Sounds like a very mean dad, but... Well, but, I, got, I got the sense that tough love, but there was also love mixed in with the toughness. Yeah. It wasn't just you're on your own. Yeah. No one's ever going to help you and yeah. figure this stuff out on your own. And then he like leaves him at the park or something. No, no, no. But he said that he was a hard kind of a guy, but yeah. it really helped him a lot because it 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 taught him about um, doing for himself and not depending on everybody and, you know, learning how to manage his life like that mm -hmm. and it seemed like he was um successful with that and then i read about the um ed koch uh, debacle mixed in with the uh, jerry sandusky and joe paternal paterno scandal with the what happened this there was two different stories it was two different stories but they were kind of connected sort of how are they connected Besides for the fact. Well, okay, okay, okay. There were, so there were two different stories, but it, um, but it was a part of it was about race because remember when uh, yes Ed Koch and I think they were connecting it to the racial stuff. Okay, Fair. yeah, I, I, that's a good assessment. Right, 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 right. But I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not saying that they were all completely connected because they weren't all. Nice, nice. But but Jerry, but they mentioned um, it mentioned Jerry Sandusky being arrested for child sexual abuse. Joe Paterno was the the guy who was the head of this organization that was told about it and didn't do anything about it. Well, Joe Paterno was his boss. Yeah. Knew about it since the 70s and decided to look the other way. Exactly. And um, he, yeah, he died in disgrace. Rightfully so. Yeah. But it mentioned that later on Jerry Sandusky would be arrested for child sexual abuse. But it was this uh, story in the book was mainly concentrated on a game that yeah. the football team played against another team. The, the Lions and the Hurricanes, uh, the two college um, teams from Miami. Mm. Yeah. It was really sad to hear that two of the team members of the, the Hurricanes, I think, died. One had a, I think one got into a car accident and the other one, I forgot what it was. They both died. <laughs> Fairly quickly after, like within five years. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they I, were both really young. I assume more have died since then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was really sad. Yes. What I think was interesting too, and I had to make this comment because I thought it was very, very interesting. Okay. When Ed Koch um, said what he said on um, on uh, Face the Nation, which I will admit didn't help anything, mm -hmm. um, he goes to this white Roman Catholic church. And there was some um, some anti-Semitism going on there. Yes. So that wasn't good either. No. So it was it was bad all around. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about Joe Paterno. Okay, I don't know much about this guy, but go. I'm ahead. not going to ask you like his, his life history or anything. Okay. I know that he was a successful football coach. Yes, he was. And it was mainly college football. Yes. But I don't know a lot about him beyond that because I kind of zone out at that type yeah. of stuff. But. Jerry Sandusky is arrested in, I don't know... 2012. Okay. 2012. And it quickly comes out that Joe Paterno knew about this stuff for a very long time. Uh-huh. Now, there's some speculation. Did he know about it in the 70s? Did he know about it in the 90s? But 
he knew about it for a while. And, and by the way, mm -hmm. um, Jerry Sandusky helped much younger boys too. I think they both did. Yes. Yeah. But here's my question for you. Joe Paternal died at home, I think, a couple months after this all happened. Yeah. In my opinion, mm -hmm. and I could be remembering this wrong, as far as the timeline of when they found out that he knew about the Jerry Sandusky thing. Yeah. I think he should have been arrested that day along with him and died Absolutely. Okay, so we're on the same Absolutely. page. Absolutely. He, he was an accomplice. Yeah, I he mean, shouldn't have died at home. He, was, he knew about this whole thing. He was an accomplice. He should have stopped it when people re were reporting it. And look what happened. Mm -hmm. And um, now remember, did you hear about, um, have you heard about uh, Dr. Nasser? I've heard the name. I, I hear about so many different things. I forgot like. his first name. I can't remember if it was Richard Nasser. I, I forgot. What, but he um, was a doctor for these women, these young women that were um, that were in gymnastics. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a dude, and there's like some lawsuit against him now from uh, a lot. Oh of no, 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 he's in prison for life. No, but there's a lawsuit against like there was this like this big class action lawsuit that came out. Or at least I heard about it on NPR like within the last week. Mm -hmm. Some people are suing either the uh, athletic association or him personally for a bunch of money for like covering this up. Oh yeah. I don't remember all the specifics. But but I know I seem dumb when I talk about. But this stuff. this was actually um this I believe that these women got the justice that they were looking for because um the judge really uh listened to their case and there were so many girls that were coming out and saying that he abused them ever since they were very young. Mm -hmm. And um but the organization didn't do anything about it. I think it was and um, and, and the judge just threw the book at him and said, you're in prison for life. Nice. Oh, I thought it was for like three months. No, for life. Oh, good. No, no, no. He, this is, I mean, there's a lot of cases against him. Nice, nice. And it went better for the women than it did for the boys. Because I think Joe Paterno should have been, I forgot, I forgot how many years in prison that Jerry Sandusky was, um. I think he's sentenced. in there for life. Yeah. <coughs> I think yeah. that somebody like um, Jerry Sandusky should get the death penalty. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go there. Mm. I think. I think life in prison is is more is. I think life in prison is is just as well. I don't think that he should be killed for it. Maybe you just stop feeding him. No, maybe he should just get castrated and. No, no, no. That's too far. Really? I say just stop Castrated? I say put him in the cell by himself, solitary confinement, and refuse to feed him. Oh my goodness. Now, this is where I separate from most liberals because... Yeah, it's uh, a little too much. Most people on the left are anti-death penalty, and I'm I, one of the few I exceptions. am for the death penalty, but I'm not for the death penalty of, uh, of, of rapists. Yeah, I kind of am. And, uh, you kind of are. I, well, it, it, the caveat is we have to, it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in some ways we have given the death penalty in this country to too many people who are innocent. And we, we really want it to be nobody who's innocent to get the death penalty. Mm -hmm. And in a case like Jerry Sandusky, I think it's been proven beyond the shadow of a doubt that he did this stuff. So, 
I think that he should be executed by yeah, the state. Yeah, but he never killed anybody. But I, he ruined lives. He did ruin... And multiple hold ones. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I know you want to be a bleeding heart, though. But here. <laughs> no, no. Most liberals would disagree with me on this. Was it? Okay. Okay. Hold on, though. But I think that the, the, the punishment should fit the crime. And he didn't... He did not rape and kill people. He did rape them, and it's horrible... But he shouldn't be allowed on the streets at all. And most likely, he might actually be killed in prison. They he don't hasn't like, so far. They don't like rapists. You know what? I keep hearing that. I don't know if that's true or not. Jeffrey but, Dahmer was killed in prison. But he would. But I've heard, and I wasn't there, that the speculation is the dude who killed him wanted to like be a folk hero for killing Jeffrey Dahmer. And he knew that that would get his name in the papers. And with somebody like Jerry Sandusky, it's been about 10 years since he's been in prison and he's still alive. Yeah, I know. And he'll he'll stay there. He won't get out. I I think that the most important thing is that he's completely separated from these boys, that he should never adopt any or he should never be around children. Um I honestly don't know why his wife doesn't just divorce him because she's in complete denial. And I've seen an interview. It was pretty disturbing. Mm. Um, she was in complete denial that she knew anything. Um, and I, I think that the punishment that is that he should never see, he should not see his wife and he should not see his kids. And he should not be in society where he has access to kids. Yeah, I just give him the death penalty. But that's me, babes, and I don't make the laws. Oh, my goodness. I only follow them. <laughs> I will say this. I, I heard a story about a man who committed um, who uh, committed rape, um, who raped his daughter, and he did get the death penalty in the Philippines. He, he had, um, there was a story that he had his last meal. Yeah. And uh, and the Philippine laws are very different, so I understand that they're probably a lot stricter than ours. And when it comes well, to it, sounds like it. The death penalty. Yeah. But um, yeah, he got he got um, executed. Wow. I know. I was very I was very shocked actually because I'm like really, huh? I'm assuming that they probably didn't wait as long as we do here to execute him as well. Like it was probably done fairly quickly. Because here, sometimes it'll take decades to kill somebody. Yeah, because they're on death row, yeah. Yeah, and they have to go through the appeals process. And I get that. Because, again, you do want to prove it beyond the shadow of it. Yeah, of and, and that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, and mine would be for extreme cases, like when you actually know. So, like, the dude whose name was it, like, Jeremy Christensen, who shot up the Max Strain Jeremy, here in Portland? Yeah, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Christian, I think, or Christensen. I hope I'm, Whoever it was who shot up the Max oh, Strain yeah. a couple years ago and killed three people. Yeah. To me, that douchebag should be off the planet. By the state, I, yeah, he killed he killed three people. Yeah, yeah, of course, no vigilante stuff, but he should be. Uh, the state should do it, and I think his brother killed somebody like last year. Okay, so they both should be uh, executed. I hope I'm remembering that right, and if I got that wrong, then uh, I apologize, and I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny the way you said it. <laughs> For legal reasons. I don't want to be sued by the family of a white supremacist. <laughs> Do you remember, babes, mm -hmm. when Carol O'Connor's son died? Yes. He went on TV and named the drug dealer who gave his Oh, son. I totally get that. 
I totally understand that. I, I get that he was very upset. Uh, and I know they had to bleep it out. Some places didn't bleep it out, though. Yeah, I know. Most I, did, but there was a few places, like, I think it was either a Current Affair or Inside Edition that actually aired the name, and the guy was able to sue because of that. Okay, um, I, I, I've heard that on, on another TV network, and I couldn't tell you what it was, because mm-hmm. this is, like, in the early 2000s, or No, right? this was 95, I 95? Yeah. Okay, so we were both pretty young at the time. Um, yeah, I remember that, but I remember not hearing it. Uh, not hearing the name because it was bleeped out. Yeah, some places, most places did bleep it. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting. It was interesting. But I understand why he was so upset because his his son died of a drug overdose. I get that. And I also think his son was an adult and decided to put that stuff into his system. So in Rick's version of justice, the drug dealer would not have gotten the death penalty, would not have even been arrested. Because it was a son's choice to put drugs into his body. But that's just me, babes. Yeah, but I, to- I totally get why his father was just furious. I get that, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. This is Carol O'Connor. Yes. I think that had to happen in... Uh, I think that was... I think that might have been around the time, either before I moved to the Northwest or the summer I came back to Hawaii. To I'm guessing his son died in March of 95. Mm-hmm. Okay. I heard an interview with Carl Reiner, who played Meathead on All in the Family, which is a show that I think is a little bit overrated. Meathead. Yeah. But that's just my own personal opinion. And he said he went to work on the show and he wasn't sure if he was going to like Carol O'Connor because he plays a super conservative dude. And he said it turned out that Carol O'Connor was more uh, liberal than I am. You know, that was um, uh, Rob Reiner talking, which made me feel good. Because Rob Liner's pretty liberal. So I'm glad to hear that Carol Connor was even to the left of him. Oh, you big lib. <laughs> we need libs. Lib, lib. Yes. I want to talk to you. Oh, do you want me to talk to you about a sensitive topic first or what I read in the Mike Nichols book? What What? To- what do you mean a sensitive topic? Okay. No, 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 no. no. I, but I, I don't. It depends on what it is. We're going to talk about dyslexia. Okay. And uh, what would that be? Okay. Dyslexia is a thing uh, where people mix up words. I know that. And sentences. And sometimes their reading is a little bit off. Now, I am dyslexic. Uh Uh-huh. And oftentimes you will hear me mix up words and it's funny and we can make you know have a good laugh at it Mm -hmm. because it's i'm not going to cry about it this is something that is Mm -hmm. and i know in the past babes i've tried to bring up the idea of what if you got a test for dyslexia and i'm wondering what's even even if you get the test and it turns out you don't have it you can prove me wrong and hold it over my head is that what you want to talk about it was a question i have Okay, that's it. No, no, no. Wait, no, base. But Ow. what about instead of being reactionary? But why do I need to take one if I'm not dyslexic? How do you know you're not? You mess up words. Yeah, but that the people stumble over their words a lot. It doesn't mean that they're dyslexic. I hear you, babes. I just oh, I know really I notice a few things that might be indicators of dyslexia. And I think Again, if you got it and it proves that you don't have it, then it's something you can hold over me. Like, oh, you thought I had this yucky up, Bob, and I don't. And yet you got it because you're just yucky. You know. I don't know, babes. It was just something I was thinking. Well, Bubs, people make mistakes all the time. I know. You know, I, I stumble over my words. It doesn't mean I'm dyslexic. I've never, 
I mean, my my teachers have never uh, seen any signs to indicate that I was dyslexic. So I don't know why I would need one. I just think that it would be something that would, you know, maybe help you out in life a little bit. <laughs> oh, you tickle my armpit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Tickle twist? We're gonna have to kiss. A tickle twist. Right, tickle twist. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Yeah. I mean, what did I do now that was like, oh, I think you just like No, no, no. I just. But you mentioned it before. I know. And I think it would be beneficial if you got the test done. Why? Just so you know for sure that you don't have it and that I'm wrong. Won't it be great to prove me wrong, babes? Bubs, I don't need to prove you wrong because I know I don't have it. Oh. I'm not here to prove you wrong at all. Oh. Well, it won't be great to prove, to prove me right. No. Okay. Well, it's just something to think about, babes. You know, I mean, I'm sure you know people that get words wrong sometimes or they get numbers wrong. But right. That doesn't mean that they're dyslexic. But one of the reasons I'm telling you is because I do that and I'm dyslexic. And so maybe I, I see things in you that are, that I also have, right? And so maybe it would help you if you got this diagnosis, but I don't know. I don't really care. Okay. Tell you the truth. Okay, good. Because I know I'm not dyslexic. I don't need it. I don't know that you're not. <gasps> but I love you. Ugh. I still love you too. There, there are definite indicators. I mean... There are, but I really don't think I need one. Uh oh. Well, I just want you to know that I love my table. And I just kissed your hand. Aw. Yes. So, was the football story the last one that you read in the book, babes? Um, yes, it was, actually. That was. Nice. The the football story, the one that also included... Oops, sorry. That's right. The one that also included... um. Ed Koch's uh, flub um, debacle, and uh, they were very interesting. I like how the author connects stories together if there's more than one story he's telling. Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting. It's a great book. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's getting interesting. Boy. I finished this morning, got up before you did, and wrapped up the Mike Nichols biography. By Mark Harris. Mm -hmm. He's done, I think he wrote Portraits of a Revolution, which chronicles the five, excuse me, I had a burp, mm -hmm. Best Picture nominees of 1967. Mm -hmm. that, that book is really cool. Cool. This book isn't as good, but it's pretty well done. I didn't know how involved Mike Nichols was with Broadway and, and producing plays before reading this. Oh, wow. Did you know that he helped Eric Idle with Spam a lot? No, but I've been hearing about Spam a lot because that's a um, a Monty Python play. Mm -hmm. But I, and I think it's a musical too. Um, but no, I, I didn't know about that. He did that. Wow. Uh, he directed, obviously, a bunch of movies. I didn't know that he directed uh, Regarding Henry. Regarding Henry, what, what movie is that? Is it a movie or a play? Yes, that's a play. It has Annette Bening and Harrison Ford. I think I've talked to you about it before. Harrison Ford is this very successful lawyer. He goes to buy cigarettes and he gets shot in the head. This is like the first 15 minutes of wow. the movie. Wow. And 
he lives, but he has a traumatic brain injury now. Mm. So it's about the family learning to deal with each other. Wow. I saw it in the theater with my mom when it came out. Mm -hmm. And I remember liking it. Mm -hmm. Now, we also have to say I was like eight or nine when it was released. Mm -hmm. So my film palette wasn't as developed as it is now. Mm -hmm. So it it might be a bad movie, but Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And in the book, it's implied that he just did it for the paycheck. Wow. Yeah. Mike Nichols just did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. But it was very interesting reading about all of his ups and downs in life and about how pretty much from the 80s onward, whenever he would go into a studio to pitch a film, the executives would first want to tell him about the first time they saw The Graduate. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. That is. Here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we have Netflix... And HBO, all Mm -hmm. the services. Yeah. But I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. do you think that we'll ever have a theatrically released watershed movie like The Graduate again? Where it's something that captivates the Uh country and really makes you think about certain things. Um, I think it's I think it's possible. Mm. I mean, I can't say that we would or we wouldn't, but it's definitely possible. There's an argument that movie pundits make now. So let me let me rephrase it like this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say that all we ever have is comic book movies these mm-hmm, days, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of movie pundits say, no, there's actually more original types of movies being ma- made these days um, that aren't comic book movies, but are low-budget independent films. Mm-hmm. And they're technically right. The counter-argument I would make is that the only movies that really get talked about or get a wide theatrical release are the big comic book movies. So you may have an independent film that deals with serious issues, mm-hmm. but it only plays on like five screens, in, you know, in art house cinemas in like New York and San Francisco. But it doesn't play on 3,000 theaters like a remake of a popular film would or a, com- or a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it lessens the impact of these smaller films. And it makes me wonder if we can ever have a watershed film anymore. Versus a film that makes a lot of money, but doesn't really have a big impact on, on our world. Um, You know what? I can't say. Mm. Um, Sometimes I wonder if we'll ever have one, but we it it's possible that could happen. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Yes. But I also don't go to the cinema anymore. I you know what I it would it would be fun to do that I I didn't go like I told you um I didn't go to a lot of theaters growing up because I went to the drive-in mm-hmm. and that was fun um and I think it's sad that a lot of drive-ins are going away um I also think it's sad I know I know theaters are still around but a lot of people are streaming and it it's it, it really makes me sad because now um because of the last two years. People don't want to be in the same room as, as as other people. That's one factor to it. And that is a big one. Mm-hmm. I would make another argument is because we don't really have the same sort of presentation of different ideas now that we did back in the 90s. So therefore, I don't want to say it excludes intelligent people from going to the movies. Mm-hmm. But what I will say 
is it sort of hampers the idea of seeing intelligence in movies uh, shown. Mm. I, I hope that makes sense. I think so. I yes. mean, the last time I went to the movies literally was five years ago mm-hmm. when I was in St. Louis with my friend. And we watched a um, a Reese Witherspoon movie that was a, a chick flick. Nice. Um, and it was fun, but I'm... Um, you know, I sometimes I miss going to the theaters because I, I never went to them as much. And I like having a, a bag of whatever thing I or a box of whatever I got from the concession stand. Yeah. And watching, you know, um, if headphones were were available and listening to the pre-recorded um, description. You know, I, I enjoy that sometimes. I spent a lot of time in the movie theaters when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a second home for me. Wow. But I don't really miss it now because I don't think I'm missing out on anything at in, in theaters. But don't, do you think that part of you is feeling a little bit more disconnected since the inter- internet? And the internet isn't all bad. I'm not saying that it is all bad. Right. But do you, do you find sometimes like... Because we have services like delivery services, which mm-hmm. is always, we've always had, but now there's more of them. And then we have grocery services and we have streaming on streaming websites. Do you feel like sometimes we're becoming so disconnected we don't want you to want to go to the grocery store? Absolutely. It, doesn't it make you feel a little bit weird about yeah. that? You don't want to interact with people anymore. I've said something to you that we kind of disagree about, but I think it's relevant to bring up again is that I believe this country is going through late-stage capitalism. You know what I mean? So, obviously, businesses are designed to make money, and we all understand that, and that that's good to a point. And we had that back in the 90s when you and I were coming of age. But it feels like it's gotten to a point to where it's unsustainable and things suffer. So, for example, you're asking, how am I going to relate all this back? I feel that the service industry has suffered. And because the service industry has suffered, nobody wants to go to a restaurant anymore because it's not that you're not going to get good service, but it's less likely, right? And same with movies. It's not like you can't see an intelligent film, but they're a lot harder to find in the cinemas. So as a result, you stay at home. And you know what I mean? So there's all these little things. It's like, it's not what it used to be. And it's just, I just, I just, it just, it adds, so, it all adds up after a while. It just seems so sad because it seems like the more advanced technology gets, and it is, it is very, very convenient, mm-hmm. the further and further away we're getting from each other. Yeah. It, 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 it saddens me. It really does. It feels like every, most things now, it's just like, it's not what it used to be. Yeah. And I, and I'd like to have the option of doing both, you know, either streaming or going to a theater. And maybe I'm old school, but I do want I do want the option of having both a theater and a streaming service and a grocery store. Well, to push back on you a little bit, you could go to the movie theaters now. Yeah, I could. But what would you see there that you want to? Uh, it really all depends on what it is. Mm. You know, I'm not, you know, not every single movie is going to be bad, but not every single movie is going to be good either. Yeah. I mean, it, it all depends, really. And it feels like the movies that are made now that are good are just good. Like, there's very few great movies that have come out in the last 10 years that I know about. Okay. 
but that's just me. That's just you. Yes. You crazy film buff. Film buff. Film yes. buffy. Buffy. Like the vampire slayer. Oh my. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, whoa. That's interesting thing, things to think about. It is. Babes. Yes. We had a very quick dinner last night. I know. I can't believe how quick it was. It was probably the shortest dinner we ever had because we had we had our, our, our sandwiches, which were always good. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, pickles, hummus, two types of cheeses, and avocado, which was really good. On sourdough bread. On sourdough bread, which um, my mother kindly made sure that they were cut because the ones that I bought were uh, too long. Yeah. And I'm not good with cutting those types of breads. Oh. So, um, so it was very kind of her to do. And um, they turned out super good, like they usually do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad it. I'm glad we did that. And then we had another... Um, Another reading hour where I got into the Ed Koch thing. Nice. And I made a dad joke to you last night. What was that? That after Ed Koch was mayor of New York, he got into the adult film industry and changed his name to Ed Crotch. Oh. That's why it's a dad joke. Because <laughs> it's super obvious. So bad. Yes. <laughs> so bad you know what i heard about him all jokes aside yeah is that he was gay mm-hmm. but didn't come out in his lifetime oh yeah and i find that really sad that that's still like a thing where you can be super rich and famous and you have to hide your identity well maybe he just just didn't want to talk about it because i mean i i just i don't honestly i don't care when somebody comes out it doesn't really matter to me mm-hmm. i mean whatever they do in private is their business i don't think anyone needs to know their business so it doesn't bother me that he didn't come out because maybe he just didn't want to. I hear you. But in my mind, I think, well, it would have been nice if he would have had the option to go to an event with, you know, his boyfriend or husband or whatever situation or, he was in. Or my question is, are they really happy if they came out? Would they really be happy? Because it seems to me like at least the, the people who claim to be happy that I've met that were gay don't seem very happy at all. Okay. I hear what you're saying, and I would say, having never having to come out of the closet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if So my knowledge of this is a bit limited, but I would assume as a straight man that if somebody was gay and they came out of the closet, it doesn't mean that the rest of their life is just going to be, you know, a bed of roses. But what it does mean is you don't have to worry about hiding this secret from everybody. So it's coming out of the closet in, in itself won't make you happy, but it, it'll, it, it, it has the opportunity. It, it can make it to where you struggle less with something. Right. So in, instead of being like, well, I have to go somewhere to a family event, but I can't bring the person I love because my family doesn't know I'm gay. Well, at least you can do that. And it, it, you, you'll still have issues in your relationship like a heterosexual couple might have. But at least you can acknowledge that you're with somebody. Right? I don't know. I personally don't care if anybody, when anybody comes out, it just isn't, you know, I'm not excited. I'm not um, whatever. I, I just don't care. It's like just, you know, if you, if you want to be that way, I mean, yeah. in private, 
That's fine. Just don't push it on me. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to, like, ha- you know, have a party and eat some cake if one of my friends comes out of the closet. I mean, I, I But just, I do think it's a good I thing just, that uh, they don't have to have a secret. I just don't care. I just, I don't. I mean, even the people that say that they're trans, I really have, I, I really have doubts that they really are happy with their lives. I really, I really do. I don't think the the, the people in the the lgbt the lgbt community mm. i i really have doubts as to whether they're really happy coming out or saying that they want to change into a man or whatever i really i really have doubts that they're really happy yeah i mean i don't know because i'm sure it's an individual thing and i'm sure that there are really unhappy gay people who are out of the closet i just think from my perspective it's cool that you don't have to hide if you're in a relationship with somebody because of your I, I just think it causes more confusion if they if they come out, honestly. I don't know how that would be. Well, I mean there can I don't know. I mean this is maybe it's just maybe it's just because I think of things differently, but I personally don't care if anybody comes out like that. I don't think they have to make it public. Oh. I think if it's if they want to share it among their own friends, if they want to share it with their family. I just don't think it's, they should, like, come out on TV and say it. Well, okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. I don't get the whole gay and trans conservative thing. I don't get it either. I understand that it's a thing, and there there are trans conservatives. And but I think it's a very small percentage, though. I've met, I've met tra- transgender conservatives. It doesn't make any sense to me. I agree with you. Yeah. And yet I acknowledge that it is a thing. Like, it mm-hmm. really goes on... I think it's weird that you somebody would be gay and a uh, super conservative, but that's yeah. what happens sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rick thinks a lot of things are weird. Yeah. Okay. So Donald Trump presumably is going to run for president in 2024, mm-hmm. right? Unless there's a health issue. Mm-hmm. And I think we can agree on that. A health issue might prevent him from running, but outside of that, he's probably going to get the nomination and likely to win the presidency mm-hmm. again in 2024. Let's say, for example, he, I keep hearing how open Donald Trump is. Let's say he says, okay, you know what? I'm going to run with somebody who is gay and we know is gay in the Republican Party. Now, I don't know who that would be. Maybe it would be Karl Rove. Maybe it would be somebody else. I don't, you know what? I don't know where he stands on this because a lot of gay people, I don't actually, I don't know what the percentage is, but there are gay people that are within the conservative um with 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 in um the conservative part of the Republican party that did vote for him so um he doesn't seem very open on that issue yeah and and for real he did choose Mike Pence who was very anti-gay and hated gay people oh, he did mm. he did he funded gay conversion camps Mike Pence did the, the, okay we're not going to get into this gay conversion thing because i think it's a total um i think it's it's hogwash that they okay. call them gay conversion camps but we're not going to get into that let's um, not I'll, but here's my question the, for you. Right, what? trump runs for president and chooses somebody who is conservative but openly gay do you still vote for him um i don't know honestly really that might stop you from voting for trump i don't know I, I'm not gonna I can't say yes or no I don't know maybe it would I don't I don't know it it, it I don't see him doing that though I, I I would be shocked if he did I, I don't I don't see him doing that because he doesn't seem very open on that yeah issue I, I think about I it. think that Trump despite trying to placate the gay community is probably a huge homophobe I don't think he's homophobic I just don't think 
because you can you don't have to be homophobic to not support the to not support um the lgbtq community so i've heard liberals make that argument when you, they're trying to apologize for their friends that you don't have to be homophobic you don't and you can still not support the lgbtq community i completely disagree with no that. no you don't have to because you're you're assuming that they that conservatives hate them altogether when you're um you're not taking into consideration that the reason why they're against it is because they feel like the LGBT community is trying to insert themselves into the family and they're also trying to insert themselves into children's education and everything else. Okay, here's the argument I would make. I would say if you don't want if you don't want somebody to have the same rights as heterosexual people, meaning you don't want them to be able to get married, uh, you don't think that they should have protection for their job based on their gender because there are some states right now where you can be fired just for announcing that you're gay, right? If you don't think that they should have those basic rights, then to me, you do hate gay people. No, 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 but that, that's that's a misconception, though. That's a, that's a total misconception. It's not that the person is hated. Is that the they they okay? Let me let me make this argument and maybe you haven't thought of this. Go ahead. I think a lot of the LGBTQ people that say that they're trans, bisexual, whatever, I think part of it isn't just about how they feel. I think I don't I think a part of it isn't just emotional, but I okay. think a lot I think some of it runs on selfishness. Okay. And that's just my opinion. I think a lot of it is selfishness and they're like, Well, I deserve these rights like married people or I deserve such and such. I deserve to be in a woman's bathroom, even though I'm not a woman. That's where I really draw the line. When, when men that are biological men that want to be women that deserve to be in a locker room and that's putting a woman and a child in danger. That's when I really, it, it really crosses the line. Even now. And, and, and if you think about it too, if, um, Maybe the, the the gay men and the lesbian women are kind of on the outs too with even the trans part of the LGBTQ community because if you're not if you're not a person that supports um transgenderism, then and you're and you're still um a gay or a, a gay man or a lesbian woman, then you're on the outs too. So there there I think there's some discrimination too in that, that same community. Okay. Let me tell you a I disagree with you a lot, but there are actually a little bit of agreement with you. So do I think that it's interesting to me that there's so much talk about transgenderism right now? Yeah. And do I think that some of it is fabricated by the media? Yes. And do I think that some people, it feels like maybe do it because it's something cool to say, uh -huh. right? Like, so I, I, I'll run into people who say my pronouns are he, him, she, her, they, them. Uh-huh. That yeah. feels a little bit like your virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah, I would okay. agree. I would agree on that. Now, having said that, that it's overblown a lot. Are there some people who genuinely feel like they're, they were born in the wrong gender? Absolutely, I believe that's the case. And absolutely, I believe that there are some people who, who feel that way. And I believe that they deserve the same rights that I have. And there are, but there are also the issue of not just transgender people, there are gay people who should have the same rights that I have. And I think that when people come out and say that other people don't deserve basic human rights, you're telling me 
that you hate that group of people. But is it a basic human right or is it just based on selfishness? Okay, let me ask you this. Should you have the right to get married? Yes, but here's here's the thing though. If you are not... Um, yes, but here's the thing though. Go ahead. Bubs. If you're just... If, if you are... Um, if you think on the bigger picture, right? A family, a, a a man and a man cannot make it. Cannot make make babies. Women and women can't make babies. It's it's scientifically impossible, and it's proven they right. can't make babies. I agree. So they have to use a sperm donor. Okay. To make babies. Uh, that's why women and men are designed to procreate together, and they are that. That's why a family is designed to have both a man and a woman to make that baby. Now, if you're going to talk about uh, people's rights here, don't you think that a child deserves a right to have a, both a mom and a dad? Okay, there's a lot to unpack here, and I don't completely disagree with you, but I do a lot. So let, let me push back a little bit. No, you didn't answer my question. I, I, I think that a child deserves to grow up in a loving household. And sometimes that can be two women. Sometimes that can be a single person who uh, maybe the mom had the kid and, and the dad died or whatever. I think a child deserves to grow up in a loving household. Ideally, it would be a man and a woman, a mom and a dad who are married. But sometimes life doesn't go that way. So would I like the ideal of a good dad and a good mom in a household? Absolutely. But if it's a choice to me between a child going into the foster care system and being shuffled around between families or an orphanage or being raised by two lesbians who are both loving, caring people and who try their best in life, I'd rather have that child be raised by two lesbians who care about each other and the welfare of the child. Um, but here's the thing to think about. And I can't remember what the guy's name is. Go ahead. He wrote a book about what it was like to be um, a male that was cared for by two women. Yeah. And what they're not telling you in the LGBTQ community is when, and, and I, I have to find who the guy, what the guy's name is, Oscar something. Okay. Um, he basically said that he felt, and they're not saying this in within the LGBTQ community, is that um, that entire community, when they know that there is a child involved, they will go after the child. But some, and I'm not saying that it just happens all the time, but it 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 does happen. Okay. What really what really um, concerns me is that they'll eventually. Uh, prey on that child and I'm and I'm talking about I'm not talking about the people that are raising the child but the people that they know within their circle okay there's a lot to unpack here but but I'm not done yet <laughs> go ahead and and that's what really can and I'm not saying that they're going to be attracted to men the 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 males will or or anything like that but I think that they're they're it's possible that they're is um, abuse happening in that same circle? Okay, we have a lot to discuss here. <laughs> but I don't want to get into the weeds with this. <laughs> but but I have to address some of what you said because I, I I need to push back a little bit. But first, let's rewind and go back to your saying about marriage. Marriage should be between a man and a woman because a man and a woman can procreate, which is, I believe, what you're trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
Uh, what about couples who get married and both of them are past the age of conception? So should we outlaw marriage between people who are 60 years of age and above? No, no, but you're you're talking, generally speaking, you're talking with men and women that are older. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, um, I I I think that there's a I think there's there's a difference, and right now I'm I'm not able to articulate what I'm trying to say. Um, there is a difference between a man wanting to marry a man and a woman wanting to marry a woman, and that. Um, marriage being uh, recognized and, and there are even some people that are in that same community that are saying that it shouldn't be recognized as marriage right but you're always going to have wacky people I, uh, you're always going to have wacky people in every community there are definitely gay people who are crazy like just because you're gay doesn't mean you're sane mm -hmm. but also just because you're gay doesn't mean that you're a deviant, which I kind of think you're trying to say without saying. And I I disagree with that. I don't think that there are any more crazy or sexually deviant people in the gay community as far as percentage than they're on the heterosexual But I do community. think, generally speaking, that right now the LGBT community is doing what they can to insert themselves into, um, into family... Uh, it's, 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 it's been, they've been trying to rip apart the family for a very long time and they've been trying to insert themselves into children's education. Let me ask you this. Yes. Is it that they're trying to rip apart the family or is it possible that they just want the right, same rights no, that you have to no. have their own family? I don't believe that for a minute. Mm. I think that they are trying to rip apart the family because the more children, the more children are indoctrinated, um, by this community, then they're going to think that moms and dads should not be around anymore. Wait a second. Is it that they're going to think that or is it that the they're going to grow up? They're going to grow up believing it, I think. Well, or are they going to think some people uh, have a mom and a dad in the home and some people have two moms in the home or some people have two dads in the home? Maybe it's not that they want to eradicate the idea of a mom or dad, but maybe it's that they want to expand the idea of what family is so that kids, so that one, they can adopt and raise a family or the two kids who already have uh, two parents of the same gender don't feel like outcasts. I think there's a bigger agenda that that people that some people don't see i think that they are trying to eradicate the family altogether and i think that the reason why they want the children so young is because you get them young enough then you um you take them and tell them things like well if you don't feel like you're a boy why don't you take these hormones and uh, make yourself feel like a girl because you can be a girl if you want to okay i mean i mean this is where this is where i it really gets um, very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, very tricky when, um, leftists are trying to make the argument that, um, the LGBTQ people just want rights. This is where it gets really, really, really tricky. No, no. So let me see if I can break this down for you mm -hmm. in a way that makes sense. And again, there are crazy people on both sides. So on the right, you have like 
super MAGA people. And on the left, you have like super lefty who believe that like everybody was born the wrong gender, right? But I feel that in this scenario, you're missing the middle ground. So do I disagree with uh, super lefties who think that most people are transgender and, you know, all that stuff? Absolutely. But they are a small minority. So, like, I believe in transgender rights. But I also think, well, you shouldn't give kids hormones when they're too young to really understand their gender. So maybe you say, okay, we... Uh, Nobody should be allowed to take a uh, hormone until they're, you know, 18 years old. But then after that, they're an adult. But why can't we have that as a discussion instead of just saying outlaw all transgender people? Why can't we have a discussion about maybe make it to where you have to be a certain age to take these medications instead of saying all transgender well, people are wrong? Well, then there has to be a bigger discussion about sexuality in general. Yeah. Not just the whole transgender rights thing, not just the gay rights thing, not just the gay marriage thing. We have to have a, a bigger discussion on what sexuality really is. And it doesn't, I don't believe that sexuality is just how we feel between our legs. I actually agree with you. I think it's much more than that. But I would make the, also the argument that a lot of the reason you're having this huge pushback is because the right is still tr is trying so hard to suppress rights. I think that the reason why we're having a pushback against this is because of what's been going on, uh, what had what what's been happening during the sexual revolution. It's part of it, but then you also have the feminist movement who say, "Well, um, men are horrible people, and women shouldn't be having children." I mean, they were the they were the people who were. Um, telling women that they should have abortions and that um, women can do um, better without men and that men are the scum of the earth. That's part of it too. Okay, but also what you're doing too, as I've noticed, is you're taking the most extreme examples. No, I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm telling you how I see it. Okay. I'm and telling you how I see it. This is not, you may think it's extreme, but this is a big part of the sexuality dialogue. It's a part of it, but I think, we, let me try to rephrase it. I think what happens with you, babes, is you hear the most extreme examples. So Fox News or Newsmax are only going to report, in my opinion, I think they're only going to report the most extreme examples of the typical man-hating lesbian who thinks that all men should be castrated and thrown out into the river. Is it really, but, the, is it really the extreme example or is it really what's happening but it isn't being reported? I'm not saying that there aren't people like that out there, but I would make the argument that they are the vast minority and that the, the overwhelming my majority of lesbians and gay people and, you know, transgender people just want to live their lives and they're just fighting for the right to live their life. Yeah, but you're talking as a straight man. I know that there's, I mean, a, there's a bunch of caveats to this, but I, I know gay people and I know gay people who just want to live their lives like everybody else, you know. And I've known far more of those types of gay people than the ones who think that all men are evil and all men are scum. And I've also known gay people that make their lives all about the LGBTQ thing too. Okay. Or I yeah. or I've or I've been around them or I've Right, yeah. but then you would have to ask the argument, why are they doing that? Are they doing that because they hate the opposite gender? Or are they doing that because they're focused on getting equality and, for themselves and others? And also, here's something to think about. I think we should talk about something else we because we're getting way into the weeds. Go ahead. What about the people that have been abused 
because because a lot of the people that are living that um you know that are part of the LGBT community yeah. have been abused by the opposite gender. Um and that's why they're not um they're not with um a man or they're not with a woman or um what about people that have been what about women or men that have been left for other um that have been left by their boyfriend or girlfriend for the the same gender so and 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 and, and by the way it's happened to someone i know yeah that's happened to everybody i think but not everybody not or, or somebody knows somebody like that everybody yeah. knows somebody like that um there's a lot there and i know you want to move on so let me try to wrap this up there's a lot of sexual abuse in the heterosexual community too of course. Right. So I don't think that, say, you know, saying, oh, some gay or lesbian person uh, sexually abused the kid, therefore they're all evil. I don't think that ha that can really work when you have so many examples of uh, heterosexual people doing the same thing. Now, as far as what you just said about what about all the people who get hurt when their partner leaves them for somebody of the same sex? Mm -hmm. Well, why don't we make it easier for people to come out of the closet so they don't have to live a lie? And so then they don't have to hurt those people by leaving them for somebody of a different sex. They can just, from the time they're a little kid, if they're gay, they can be with a man. Or if they're a lesbian, they can be with a woman. And they don't have to hide it. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say, babes. I don't think it's as simple as that, bub. <laughs> but that's just me. That's just me, bub. That's okay. That's I... why we have these discussions. Yes. And see, I didn't tickle you once. You didn't tickle me once. You're During my, this discussion. You know, Jay, well, you're my favorite homophobe. I am not a homophobe. Bubs. What? Bubs, I have never said I was ever homophobic. You haven't said that. No, I'm not homophobic. Okay. No, no. Okay. I've, I've, I've had, um, yeah, I've, I, I have never had a, uh, anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to make myself sound like I'm virtue signaling by saying that, but no, I'm not homophobic at all. You did say in this conversation, babes, that. Donald Trump, who you are a fan of, if he, I don't think he's going to do this, but if he chose an openly gay vice presidential, I would candidate, be very shocked. But there's a I, chance I, you wouldn't vote for him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say yes or no because I don't know, and I really don't think that he would. I, yeah, again, I don't think that Donald Trump likes gay people, and I think that you now there have been times where I, he's had an LGBTQ flag at his rallies. Uh, who was waving it? people in his circle but i i i took i, I took that as i think signal. that's very weird that yeah. they would do that and and he wasn't the one waving it no though. no no he had but he had people who were part of the trump organization waving it and i i saw that as virtual signaling and he's just doing that to pander to the gay community so i don't i don't buy that he would do that i think he is a, 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 a yeah but you're assuming that anyone who doesn't support them are homophobes and that's not right that's not true. That's that's another misconception. I think if you don't support somebody having basic human rights, you should ask yourself some serious questions about but, whether But you... first off, the only rights we have are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I don't think that um, uh, men marrying men or women, women marrying women is a basic human right. The pursuit uh, of... But anyway. The pursuit that, of happiness, okay. babes. Uh, Just like you have the right to get married, I think some gay guys would have the right to get married too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you think that blind people should be allowed to adopt children yes but that's a totally different issue we're talking about sexuality here bubs and oh you can't you can't compare that to blind people having children okay 
That's a, that's a totally different issue. Uh-oh. And we can talk about disability, uh, di- people with disabilities having kids in a, a different time. Okay. Because it's ah. a different issue. Thank it's you, Totally babe. different issue. Well, uh, I think it's I think it's interesting when leftists like to lump in disabilities with the LGBTQ issues. No, and I, I would I I do that, but I would make the argument that most leftists, even to this day, don't consider people with disabilities. And that's a problem I have with people on the left. Not everybody, but yeah. most people. It's starting I, to change a little bit. So, but but do you think I I I think do you think that um that people on the right are concerned about people with disabilities? Because I think no, that, I don't think either group is. You don't think so? I think it goes across party lines. I think it's probably the same percentage on the right and the left don't care at all about people with disabilities. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I think there are exceptions on both sides. Actually, I don't mm-hmm. think it's. All people on the right hate people with disabilities, but I think it's most people on the right and most people on the left don't even think about it. I would say that the establishment don't think about it, but I think that there are people that are honestly, uh, that I honestly do care. Look, there are people on both sides who care, Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying the majority on both sides don't. But you're making an assumption that the majority don't, right? Well, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And I can't even bring up Joe Biden or Barack Obama, even though I don't consider them members of the left. But I don't think they've talked about people with disabilities in their speeches. Has Trump? Um, You know, I don't know that he has. um, I don't know why he wouldn't either. What about Greg Abbott? Greg Abbott? Has he brought up people with disabilities and said we should fight for their rights? I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know I've never heard enough of his speeches so I don't know. See that's what I'm saying. But but that doesn't mean that they don't care. Maybe they just didn't didn't mention it. I don't know. Right, but it's interesting that politicians can talk about most every group, whether they're pro or con their rights, but yet it's very difficult to find an example of a politician bringing up people with disabilities in a speech. I believe Bernie has, but m- most people on the left haven't done it either. Oh, okay. I think we should move on, Bubs. Okay. We're getting in the weeds here. Yeah. We, do have to, we do have movies to talk about. We only have a movie, Bubba. I know. Yes. Bubs. Last night, babes. Yes. We sat, sat down yes. after dinner, a- after we did some more reading, mm-hmm. and we watched Gone J-Lo Gone. Gone, baby, gone. Can I give a recap of this one? Yes. Let me just say, I really like this movie. There was one scene where it was like a little bit too obvious, and that's where Casey Affleck is talking to a criminal. He says something like, "You better get her back soon, or it's or she'll be gone, baby, gone." That was that was the criminal who said it. Yeah, that was a little bit too like you're crowbarring in the name of yeah. the movie. She's gone, baby, gone. Yeah, and it, and it was funny, be- and and it was even interesting too because he had a um, a Creole accent. Oh my goodness! In the <laughs> In the movie. <laughs> um, I'll give a brief recap because there's a lot in the movie. And first of all, I really enjoyed this And it movie. was a very heavy movie, but yeah. it really makes you think. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, I mean, I don't like getting this heavy, but it is, it's something to think about. So this little girl, um, Amanda McCready is missing. And her mother, her, um, her um, uncle and aunt, her uh, uncle Lionel and aunt Beatrice, a uh, knock on the door of Patrick, I forgot what his last name is, and his girlfriend, Angela Gennaro. I don't know who she's played by. Do she's you know? really good. I should know, but I don't. I'm sure she's like Julia Roberts or not oh, her, but Julia. no, I know it's not her, but somebody of that. Julia level. Roberts good? 
Yeah, somebody of that level of fame whose name I just don't know because Rick's been out of the film game for new movies for a long time. But she's a very good actress. Yeah. Anyway, and they are um, detectives um, that have been asked to look... Help out the, with the case. Help out with the case. Um, and so um, they're asking people questions in the bar and... It turns out that Helene is not just a drug runner, but she's been taking Amanda with her. Helene is the mom. Yeah. Helene McCready is the mom, and uh, Lionel and B are not very happy with her. And I think Dottie is the sister too, right? No, it's just B is the, the no, sister. No, Dottie, they mentioned a person named Dottie. I don't remember that, but we're going to go but with But I'm guessing that might be a family member anyway. Okay. So um, she's growing up in a very bad environment. Um. Because the mom doesn't seem to care and she'll take the daughter with her on her drug runs or whatever. Um, but she's so, straight, so it's okay. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, go ahead. Bub, I can really? Go on. Mm, go ahead. Okay. So anyway, they're trying to find her. Um, uh, Patrick and Patrick and Angie are thinking that this lady is doesn't seem very um, sad that her daughter is gone. Yeah. Um. But but she does make Patrick promise her to find her daughter. And so they're they're trying to find this guy Ray. He gets shot and dies. Because he was the last person to, he was the last person with Helene, I think. They stole like a hundred and thirty G's from this uh drug dude named Cheese, who said, and then she's gone, baby. Gone. Yeah, and they're thinking, well, maybe Cheese got the girl. Yeah. And they're um No, they got no, they got the money from the backyard. Uh, they got Ray's the money from the backyard, but Ray and Helena stole it from Cheese. Yeah. So Helene is Or Helene. Yeah, Helene. So so yeah, they they they, they took that money and then um uh, a lot of a bunch of stuff happens. Um Cheese gets shot. They think that the girl dies. They think the girl dies because they think that he threw her in the water. The um, Angie looks in the water. Nothing's there. And she's in the hospital to make sure she's okay. Well, she goes to the hospital she, so they can check up She on goes her. to the hospital to make to make sure she's okay. Yeah. Uh, could you say some more about that? Some more? By now, you know, they're sad. They start moving on with their lives. And then there's a case of a missing seven-year-old boy. Uh, Johnny Pietro. Right. And Casey Affleck is going about his life, but he's kind of interested in this case. He had a friend who's kind of part of the underworld who he reached out to when investigating the case of Amanda. And the guy comes to him and says, well, first of all, there was a couple we thought might have been involved in it yeah. because the dad or the male is a pedophile. Yeah. The guy comes to him and says, come with me today. I'm going to show you something. Yeah. They find the couple. And I believe a necklace that the little boy had. Yeah, because that's it. Yeah, the, 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 um, yeah. Yeah. Casey Affleck reaches out to the cops who were helping with the investigation of Amanda. They go there. One of them gets shot and ends up dying. And the other one, Cousseau? No, that's, um, uh, Remy Broussant. Broussant, I'm sorry. Broussant. 
Brissant. I don't know why I thought. Croissant. Yeah, yeah. Remy Brissant is the the guy that um tells him that he was his, about his involvement in this. Well, he first he talks about how he planted evidence. Yeah. On a father back in the nineties. Yep. And Casey Affleck just can't get this out of his head. Starts investigating and realizes there's some shady stuff about your buddy Brissant. Yep. Eventually calls B's husband Lionel Lionel to meet him at a bar with and, his girl. Yep, and Lionel and 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 he realizes too that Lionel's been lying to him too. And that Brissant and Lionel go back a ways. Yep. We find out that they arrange the kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Brissant breaks into the bar at this time with a mask. Yep, holds a gun. And Keith C. Affleck just starts yelling, Brusson kidnapped Amanda, last name, I don't yeah. remember. Amanda McCready. Yep. Brusson shoots the the uh, guy, Lionel, and the bartender shoots Brusson. Brusson yeah. runs. Yeah. Your man follows him up to the roof of this building. Brusson dies. And and the first and the last thing he says before he dies is, I thought he he said, I love children after um after Patrick said, I thought you loved children. He says, I love children. Michael Jackson's last words. Yay! <laughs> Go, girl! <laughs> oh, oh, too cool. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, give me a kiss to certify this. Oh. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you silly, silly boy. Okay. We should also say that Morgan Freeman is the police chief. He, yep, he's a captain. And because things got botched with getting Amanda back, they there's an investigation. He had to resign and accept only half of his pension. Now, this is related because Bruchant and Morgan Freeman go back decades. So Casey Affleck is trying to put this together in his mind. He goes to see Morgan Freeman, and he brings along his girlfriend. What's her name? Um, Angie. Angie. And they see a little girl come out of the house. Yeah, and and, and we were both shocked. Yeah, because you're like, oh, oh, she's there, and I'm yeah. like, wow. Comes out that Brousseau and Morgan Freeman decided that they weren't going to return the kid. And give her a life with Morgan Freeman, whose own daughter had died because yeah. he was abducted. Yeah. And first of all, I love Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I don't know what he's like in real life. Yeah. I get the sense from what I've read. Yeah. That he's a cool guy, but he's such a great actor. He's a very good actor. He has a couple great monologues. First, there's the scene earlier on in the film where they go and it looks like they're going to get, get Amanda. And he tells uh, Angie this whole thing about... You know, you know that I lost my daughter, but do you know what it's really like to lose a kid and how yeah. often you replay this in your mind? Yeah, yeah. That's a great speech. But also, when Casey Affleck is about to turn him in and he says, you know, you're going to outlive me. What's it going to be like in, you know, 30 years when Amanda comes to you and she has a couple kids on her own and you know that she could have been raised by a great family? Yeah. Oh, he handles that so well. He deserved an Oscar just for that speech, I think. That was a good speech. Now, even though I, I I go back and forth with the girlfriend because the girlfriend is like, you know, we have to leave her here because she's happy and we can imagine her with birthday parties yep. and and going to school and doing all these activities and we can think of her and she's happy because she's better off here. But, but 
I will agree with you that Patrick did not think this through. Yep. He didn't go... Uh, the, Morgan Freeman should have gone to social services. He should not have taken her from the family. And I also think that the family should have know, should know whether the girl is still alive at least. Okay. Here's, here's where we kind of differ. So first of all, Angie also says, if you turn this guy in, I'm leaving you. Uh-huh. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I like that she's six fire guns. But yes, they should have gone to social services. Absolutely. But by the time we enter the story, the decision has already been made. So the question becomes, what do you do from the point to where we know they decided not to and do And this that? is why it's so... It, 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 this, this movie is going to stick with me because what would a person do if this actually happened in real life? I'm team Angie on this one. But I don't think that he, she should have left him because of that. Oh, I absolutely think she should have. I am 100% team Angie. I think that, <laughs> yeah, I think that Patrick had great intentions, but Angie was right. Angie was 100% right in this case. Now, again, had we had a time machine mm-hmm. and we had been able to talk to Morgan Freeman before this all went down, yeah, he should have gone to social services, but we're dealing with yeah. what the situation is and, now. And it is disappointing to know that the mom never changed yep. and she just wanted she just wanted sympathy and she didn't really want the daughter. Having said that, I thought that um, Amy Ryan, the actress who played the drug runner Helene was really good. She's incredible in the movie. She is re- I mean, she is very convincing. If she wasn't a real drug runner, that really surprised me, but she probably isn't. The film <laughs> ends with her leaving her kid to go out on a date. Right. And the daughter Amanda's like 4 years old. And she and and he ends up uh Patrick ends up uh, sitting with her watching TV. Yeah. And he's probably thinking, "Uh-oh, I made the wrong decision." Yeah, so there's two things. I I I love and hate this ending. Mm-hmm. I know. I love it because it's realistic, mm-hmm. and I love it because <clears throat> Ben Affleck, who directed this movie, didn't Hollywood it up. No, like he didn't. he didn't have the mom change all of a sudden. He gave the real ending. Yeah. And I hate it because I think Patrick didn't do the right thing. He should have listened to Angie. Mm. And I still go back and forth. Um, I think in real life, like I said, yeah. Um, usually, uh, social services want wants to reunite people with with uh, reunite little children with their family, right. but for the sake of the child, they have to keep them away from the family too. If the mom is not willing to change and she's still endangering the kid, then she shouldn't go back home. Right. So this is where I go back and forth on this. I don't. I don't go back and forth on this. The, I don't. The mom in this movie, it seems like the type of person my dad would be super attracted it's to. Ter- it's it's, it's, it's oh, terrible. Which probably gives you some type of uh, idea of my childhood. Right, right. Yes. Just like, like the the ones that are that are real train wrecks. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But the, but having said that, the, the lady who played Helene was very, very good. All the actors in this movie showed up. Yeah. There's not a bad performance. Be- Beatrice is good. I think she was really, really concerned about her niece. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sister, oh man, she had some issues. The guy who played uh, Bersant, yeah. he's really good in this movie. Don Cheadle? No, Don Cheadle's uh, the cop friend who Casey Affleck talks to about. It's a Bersant, the, the cop. Who's yeah, that was with- him. 
That was Remy Bersant. He was Don Cheadle. No, that's not. No. It wasn't? No. Oh, Don so- Cheadle. Hold on. When Bersant's partner dies, mm-hmm. Casey Affleck goes to the funeral. Don Cheadle is a cop there who Casey Affleck knows and takes out to lunch. Oh, oh. No, are you yes, sure? Yes, yes. Is, is he the one that's... He, a- he tells him not to investigate this thing. And he tells him that Morgan Freeman uh, brought Bichant to Boston back in like 71. And that they, is, or 72. Is he the one that back. said, look, I got I got some information and you better not say anything. Is that yeah. what he said? Okay. Yeah, something like to that. All right. Effect. Okay, so, but Bersant was the guy that what had the the mask yes okay 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 yes. so i got that confused yes yeah but the, but they were all good and the one cop that was traveling around with him this movie is a borderline nine yeah i give it at least an eight because it was very heavy um but but an eight is a good score i give it an eight and a half i could be talked into a nine i need to see this movie again at some point to give a final score but it is incredible it's very good it's, it, it really makes you think it's it's not for the faint of heart. Um, it is very heavy, but it is. It really makes you think about about child endangerment and the the um, the best interest of children. Despite Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> I am a Ben Affleck fan, <laughs> and this is a reason why because he does great things when he does work on a movie. Right, so he helped with this. He helped write Goodwill Hunting. He wrote and directed this movie. Uh, I think he's incredibly talented. I'm not he's very talented. I like him as an actor. I don't think he's the best actor, but I think he's a really great filmmaker. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, but you don't think he's the best at acting. I don't think he's a horrible actor, but I've never seen a performance of him. Actually, let me take that back. I think he was really good in Chasing Amy. But for the most part, when I watch a movie with him, I think, oh, that's Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chasing Amy being the exception. Like, he he did a great job as Holden in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got to watch that at some point. Uh-oh. 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 And then we'll call the episode Chasing Jay-Wolf. Oh, gee. Okay. I only saw part of it. We need to see the whole thing. Oh. But... Would you recommend this film to your family? If so, what's your elevator pitch? I don't have an elevator pitch. I just I think I would just say that it's going to really make you think about the best interest of the child and child endangerment and who's better, who's to blame. It's gonna it's gonna make your mind go in circles. Are you going to tell your family to watch this? I don't know. I might. Oh. I mean, I do think they like. Um, I think they like Ben Affleck. Yes. Yeah, and they do like watching, you know, action and um, crime dramas and stuff. Very good, babes. So, anything else you want to say about this movie? Um, I like the action parts. Yeah, I kind of did because it was like, ooh, this is escalating. This is escalating. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good stuff there, Jimbo. It was really scary for a while because um, Casey Affleck's character Patrick was hiding in one of the couple's uh, rooms. Yeah. And I thought he was going to get shot. Yeah, it's really well done. And um and um. Did, did you see the, who was shooting, who was trying to shoot him? Was it one of the... I think it was uh, the, the wife. The wife? Yeah. It they was kind of hard to see. But they were crazy people too. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yes. Good movie there, J-Wall. Good movie there. And then we watched Tonight or Never. 
That was a that was a cute movie from 1931. I like that one. That was really funny. I have only seen Gloria Swanson on old episodes of the Dick Cavett Show on YouTube, mm -hmm. and I thought of her as just this old bag who says a lot of controversial shit. But I like stuff like that, so I thought she was kind of cool. But I never thought of her as the screen beauty mm -hmm. until we watched this movie last night. Uh-huh. Yeah. How do you feel about what I just said? Well, I don't know much about Gloria Swanson. I've heard of her, but um, I didn't know that she, to you, she seemed like an old hag. Yeah, I do want to read her biog her autobiography that she wrote a couple years before she died. I think it is called Swanson on Swanson, mm -hmm. which is kind of a weird, funny name for her. Yeah, book. it is kind of a funny name. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. This is a good movie. The basic premise is she is an opera star who keeps seeing this guy walking around outside her, her hotel room. And she's been, um, she's been, her performances haven't been so good because she doesn't feel a lot of passion in her life. Yeah. But Gloria is very, still successful, even though her singing is a little bit off. Her name, and, by the way, her name is uh, Nella Vargo. Okay, Nella Vargo. Yeah. And yet, she still hasn't been offered a chance to go to America. America. Yes. Um, goes around Europe. Event now. Is it? Did we confirm that it's William Powell who's in this movie? I don't know. You want to ask him to say? Alexa, was William Powell in the movie Tonight or Never? Hold on. Yeah. Ask her who's in the cast of Tonight or Never. Alexa, who is in the cast of Tonight or Never? The cast of Tonight or Never includes Gloria Swanson, Malcolm Butler, Allison Stickler, Ferdinand Gottschalk, Robert Gregg, Warbeck McDonald, and Greta Marlin. Okay. Oh, wow. He's not in this movie. It sounded like him, though. Yeah. Well, a William Powell type is in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Eventually... We see a scene where a William Powell type is eating dinner with this old lady. And we and we don't know what their relationship is. We're assuming that um, they're lovers. Yeah. At this point, right? She goes to bed. Waiter comes up to him and says, "There's this girl who wants to see you. She's a famous opera singer." Blah blah blah. Homeboy leaves. William Powell type is waiting. Gloria comes to the door, and they have a whole interaction, which is great. Yeah. And she's in love now, but she left her, like... Her emeralds. Emeralds there. Yeah. Next day, she sings incredible and gets an offer to come to America. Why do you have to call it that? Sorry, babes, I didn't know. And her maid is freaked out because she doesn't know where the emeralds are. And she and usually she doesn't just leave them and mm -hmm. she's very concerned. And she's like, and she didn't come back until 6 a.m. Her fiancé comes there she informs the fiance that, uh, you know what, you didn't want to set a wedding date, so we're breaking up. I never want to see you again. He's been cheating on her, too. Yep. She goes to the William Powell type, and he says, will you be with me? Will you, you know... Uh, Give up your profession. Yep. She tears up the contract. Old lady comes out. We find out that she is the aunt, not the lover. <laughs> and she's like, you thought that I was... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, darling. And she's was, like, "What?" Are, and he looks at the aunt and says, you know, I offered her a chance to go to America. She doesn't want to do it. And the, the aunt is like, we'll give her more money than we need her to go. <laughs> and that's basically the end of the movie. 
It was a cute movie. Yeah. I think this is pre-code because there's, you have a cheating fiance in it. She doesn't come back home until six in the morning. Yeah. Well, let me say for sure. I know this is pre-code because it's 1931. But what I, how I should phrase that is if it was made five years later, I don't know if you could have gotten away with some of the stuff in this movie that they did. What do you think? I think it's suggestive, but I don't know that they were really getting away with anything. By today's standard, they're not. No. But it's implied that they, you know, hooked up. Well, I mean, I don't know. Oh. Maybe. Oh. That's why it's left to the imagination. Oh. Well, it could be that they just, they didn't, and they just, you know. Watch the Care Bears. What? They just watch the Care Bears. Care Bears didn't come out until like 1980. They had a time to sing babes. Bub, you and Chime Machine. Okay. They're fun to think about, though. They are fun to think about. Yes, yes, yes. You're like Chime Machine. I wish I was. (laughs) Yes. I would give this movie a seven. I give it a strong seven. It was was a cute movie. It was. It was really funny. There was a lot of things like the... um, um, just the comments that they made and they were just like really um, snappy one-liners. Isn't it interesting, babes? Yeah. That you could show working women in a film from 1931 mm-hmm. and yet in television in the 1950s, you rarely saw that unless the woman was submissive like a secretary or a little bit older where it's implied that she can't get a man. Yeah, I mean, when you're thinking about a show like Leave It to Beaver, if you're thinking about like a a 50 sitcom mm-hmm. where the wife was always in heels and she was always looking prim and, and pretty and she always had food on the table for the kids and the husband is, is um, working a full paying job and she's the one that has to look like that, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's it, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yes. Do you think that this couple had a long, happy relationship? Um, you know, I don't know because of how much of a whirlwind romance it was. Mm -hmm. It's possible that they don't. But I also would like to think that they do. Yes. Because the the fiancé didn't set a wedding date. I would imagine that they might have gotten married right away. The fiancé didn't set a wedding date, and he was cheating on her. But then she has this new man in her life. Yeah, and it's possible they get married right away. Yes. Because it was such a whirlwind romance. It's a good movie, babes. Yeah. Would you recommend this to your family? If so, what's the elevator pitch? I don't have one. Oh. (laughs) Do I have to have an elevator pitch for every movie? No, but it does help. Really? Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I, I don't have one. I just think it's a really cute movie. Are you going to tell them to watch this? Maybe. Maybe. Nice. Maybe I will. There we go, babes. Where did you find it on? It's on HBO Max mm-hmm. in the Turner Classic Movie section, which is like my favorite area of the app. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It is really good. It is. It is really good. I really enjoyed it. I know that they just got new management. And they've been shaking things up. So far, I've liked the changes they've made. Like, mm-hmm. they haven't merged the apps yet. but there's With a, that discovery? Yeah, but there's a lot of talk saying that within the next year or so, they are going to merge Discovery Plus with HBO Max, which makes a lot of sense. Mm. Uh, and I'm all for that because I have Discovery Plus, too, because of all the cooking shows. Yeah. 
I just hope that they don't mess too much with the TCM portion of the app. Because oh, I yeah. really, really like that. I like it a lot, too. Mm-hmm. There's so many hidden gems that we found. I mean, we found two of them. Wait, was... um um was dark passage on uh the uh hbo yes yes yeah, so we found two hidden gems already and this we've been weekend. finding them yeah we watch from good. hbo more than any other app good as far thing. as movies goes it, i mean they really have a good selection but of it's movies. like it's not just like a little bit more it's like probably 80 percent of the movies we watch now are from the hbo app yeah 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 Yes. Very good. Yeah, we got there, J Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, babes. Yeah. What are your intentions for this week? Oh, I like that question. Go ahead. Well, um, I am in the process of becoming a client for an organization here. Yeah. Uh, I and burped. I won't. Uh, I won't say what the name is. Go ahead. So I'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm thinking of, I, I have ideas for new songs I want to play on my flute, and I'm thinking about trying that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else am I going to, that's a good question. Um, those are things I need to take care of here um, at home. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was, um thinking about doing those two things. Um, I don't know what I'm, I'm guessing I'll be hearing from, uh, my new counselor again this week. Hopefully. Nice. Hopefully all will go well. Well, good. And maybe I'll start take, uh, I'll, I will start taking classes. There we go there, J. Wool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There we go. What about you, Bob? I want to be more present. I want to be in the moment. Uh, I want to get things done with uh, renewing my lease on my building. Very good. And uh, hopefully all that goes well. And I just renewed mine. Nice. Oh, by the yeah. way. Oh, go ahead. Um, one thing I, I would like you to do if you have the time. Go ahead. Is to read the my chapter. chapter. Yes, I will do that this week. Because um, that was a very long <laughs> chapter I wrote. Yes, yes. Uh, and I hope you like it. I will read it this week, there. Well, I said I'd read it before your mom left, but I was expecting your mom to be here for like two weeks. Yeah, I, I was. I this was such a crazy few days in in a good way. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I understand why you had you were gonna wait. Yes, but I will read it this week. Thank you. Yes, really good. And if I don't, you're just gonna have to give me a kiss. Well, Bob, you're gonna have to write the next chapter, right? I know. I know. So I will read this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, are we doing five or six chapters? Uh, five to six. Five to six. Yes. Yeah. There we go there, babes. Yeah. Well, babes, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I, um, I don't think so. We talked about quite a bit and, um, we had a very good discussion. We did. Yes. I still love my homophobic jail. I'm not homophobic, Bob. Okay, okay. I never said I was. Okay. I'm not scared, girl. Okay, good. Why well, love you, babes? I love you, too. <laughs> Give me a kiss. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bubs. What's up? I'm not food. Okay. I love you. Mm. I'm not food. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right, babes. I think I might need to steal a Twix because uh, my stomach's rumbling. And Ooh. then uh, head on out.
I'm gonna I'm gonna pack some for you. Ooh, very good. Yeah. All right, babes. You're not going home empty-handed. Very Ew. good, babes. Anything else you want to say? Or are we good? Uh, I think we're good. All right. Bye bye for now. Ta ta. Ta ta.